the comic book pit. Okay. show ever really yeah fascinating like, you funny. tell and don't tell just me scott headland tell the listeners at home the listeners that's right <laughs> wait I'm, are we recording what's I, going I'm on ca- i'm captaining the ship tonight scott and that's how i run my podcast oh my god we don't we don't chat before what happened to greenwald he's uh washing his tights <laughs> but bump well then in that case, let me put on my recording voice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, dude, all right. So, Sci-Fi in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, was awesome. Like, it was, like I said, a recap, best show ever um, for me. Um, you know, like, pro, you know, like, sales-wise and just, you know, the whole experience was, was excellent. Um and, and it's funny because, well, like, I can get into this more, but basically, people were, you know, the vendors were coming out of that show with either two, one of two opinions. Either they did great or they did horrible. Well, that seems to be and, the, uh, and there was no, a running theme. Yeah. Well, was, that's, that's not true. Uh, it's either a 50 50 split or everyone ate it. Yeah. That, those are, oh. those are your two. <clears throat> it was, it was the, the 50 50 split. Fitty, fitty, yeah. Let's break it down. So the people who did well, why did they do well? Why did you do well, Scott? Here's how I will attribute it is that I think they, uh, I think that I had enough variety on my table. Mm -hmm. Like I had, I had prints, uh, at competitive prices, which is another factor. Okay. Um, I had comic books. Okay. Which, think about this. Altoona. Has no comic book store. Really? Yeah, that I could find anyway, or, or that people even remarked and they well, said. If anybody's going to find that comic book store, it's going to be you. I know. You know, I looked on Google and I found a couple listed, but I think they might have been more of an online or eBay type places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like no brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah, like just out of their house. What's J and J Comics Unlimited? Uh, yeah, that's probably the one that I found. Okay. That I saw online that I, that, you know, and that's what I mean is if there was, they weren't at the store or they weren't at the show. Man, you know, like, it looks like their address is to be determined. Yeah. New Dimension Comics was probably the biggest comic vendor there. And that's, you know, a hundred miles out of their realm of sales. So, you know, or whatever it is. Right. 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 But, uh, so, so I mean, I think that was an advantage of having comic books there because they were, you know, a bit of a, um, what's the word? <laughs> you know, we was already heard episode. about these fancy funny books up here in Atina. Exactly. Like, we oh, just go wow. watch Trango around the curve normally. <laughs> it's a boom. That's what we've been doing it up here. As a matter of fact, I did do that. <laughs> I just put disclaimer. I've been to the curve. It's, it's uh, you know what? It, at, at first blush, you're like, what, what fun could that be? But when you get there, it's pretty cool. All yeah, the years of driving through Altoona, I had no idea. Like the baseball team there. Is called the curve. I had, yeah. yeah. I just thought it was like a baseball thing, like a curveball. Oh yeah. You know, it was that that horseshoe curve where the trains go through. In fact, yeah, the horseshoe curve. It's it's it, it's nice. It's it is nice. And you know, on our way out on Sunday, we were actually like, let's just go and uh, you know stop by. It's on our way. So, <laughs> and we ended up in the you know in kind of the wilds of Altoona outskirts, you know. And I mean, it was very Walking Dead esque, you know, because it was like. Uh, there's no people, you know, like once we left the curve, 
we went through this little tunnel and on the other side and there's just nobody. And we're like, wow. We're like, what if walkers came down through the woods? You know? <laughs> like, woo. And then we're kind of like, let's get out of here. But, uh. How um, many people did you kill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many walkers did you kill? <laughs> yep. And, and the reasons why. Why'd you do it? Oh, we're going to talk about that tonight too, by the way. Why you killed him? No, The Walking Dead. Oh. The comic book. Oh. I'm just, I'm oh, just throwing it, it out there. That's right. It's a comic book. It used to be, yeah. And sometimes still is. Is it? Oh, man. Every 30 days or so. I just learned something new tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, so anyway, the third in, uh, ingredient okay, so into a successful you have, you have, um, Let's recap because we are already... Variety. We jumped off variety. the rails. Uh, you were um, competitively priced. Competitively priced... Um, and I sold a variety of items, prints, comic books, and original uh, sketch cards or commissions. There you go. Yes, I saw your commissions. Uh, yeah, you know. All right, so, all right, all right. So there we go. There's your uh, so the three and the third. You know, the, these are these are the tools of success here. You know, and, uh, because you don't know what the really, and I think that's what happened to some of the people I've heard from is maybe they didn't have that variety, so. You know, if people were like, hey, I don't want, uh, you know, an original piece of artwork, they just kept moving, you know, or, you know, or whatever. But, yes. uh, but I was surprised. Oh, and like, here's a little thing. I, I don't even want to tell this secret, but I'm going to do it. You're, you're like, amongst friends. Amongst uh, the listening audience that's going to spread the word of how, of what I did. No, but I, I had this idea. Because I have four different comic book titles. Four, I think. Maybe five. Uh, in No Way Memorable, Weirdlings. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott Henry, Good Time Review. World of Veranda, Chaos Punks, Fairhaven. What's, what's, that, what's that first one? World of Veranda. World of Veranda. Hmm. You're like, I, I never even heard of that did one. That, did that one get through the uh, test groups? Right. It might have. It, it's it's an old title, but it checks out. Okay. Um over past the focus groups, that's all I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so what I did is I felt that at other shows that people were just glazing over when they'd look at the comic books. They'd just see them and go, oh, my God, there's so many, I'm not going to look. So what I did is I made a little sign that said, uh, you know, Friday's featured comic. And I was like, in no way memorable is Friday's featured comic. Mm-hmm. And so I had it sitting out like a T-shape, and it was in front of the other ones, you know. Okay. So people would stop and they would read my little blurb about it and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And then they may or may not buy it, but they would ask about the other books. So it was, it was a way to stop them and just, so they only looked at one thing instead of five things. And I rotated it every day. So then Saturday I did Chaos Punks and Sunday I did uh, Fairhaven. And this is unprecedented because I never sell a lot of Fairhaven books. Simply because of price, for the most part. Well, $75 is a lot to ask. It is. It is. But, yeah. No, normally uh, the cover price is 15 Um And I did, like, I did, the, of course, the Sunday special $12. Right. Now, is this the one and that features the Mike Norton cover? It does. Mike a Norton legitimate cover. comics professional? Yeah. And Dan Greenwald artwork. And Dan Greenwald. Little known. Yeah. Dan Greenwald artwork. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, um, a legitimate podcast enthusiast. You know, big things have small beginnings. You know, or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, we're throwing them all out there. <laughs> and uh, I actually sold two copies of Fairhaven, which wow! I, dude, if I ever if I sell one per show, I'm happy. Gotcha. I sold two in one day. Two in one day. Yeah. And he retired after that. I yeah, I was like, my work is done. Scott's broadcasting from his uh, <laughs> palatial yacht somewhere in the Juan River. Exactly. <laughs> in uh, yeah, 118 years in the future, or whatever it is. Um, sure. Yeah, with the uh, oh, Bard. Uh, uh, 136. There it is. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to discuss that. I have questions. Yeah, we are. Oh yeah, I doubt you have answers, but I'm, I'm sure you, you. There's listeners. There's going to be some flash talk tonight. Yes. 
if you haven't watched the season finale, you may want to watch it before proceeding. With I'll be episode. honest. Well, let's let's be honest. By the time this thing hits the airwaves, you better have seen it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have seen it. <laughs> oh, you know, disclaimers. Um, but no, the show the show was great. Like it was weird because I didn't. There wasn't like major celebrities. And they're real, and I didn't even feel like there was a ton of people Wait, in there. What were there minor celebrities? There were. There was the cast of um, Dawn of the Dead. You know, that's basically like. Uh, but you know. Well, well you, you roboted there. So like, <laughs> like Tommy Savini. No. 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 Uh-huh. No, not like no. Like these guys were all in the same movie. You mean like? like when you, Four or five of them. Like the same uh, cats you see like at the mall shows? Um, I knew George in seventh grade. And he, I don't even know because – like they were so, they were very understated as far as – like that's what my, maybe a complaint of mine I had. But like when I went to the website, I had a hard time navigating it f- to find out who the celebrities were. Weird. Now for another so, I things I'm called sci-fi in the valley. So, you know, HTML or something. Constructive thing, but, uh, um, yeah, sci fi. Um, but no, I didn't think the show was, I didn't think my row was that heavily trafficked. But people liked my stuff and they bought it. You know, so it made up. You know, like, I don't know how many people actually came through the door, but they liked me. And I, and I'm like, that's, they that's really, really thing. liked you. Yeah, I was like, I was crying. I accepted oh, my this, word. This show charged admission. Oh, there you go. In New um, yeah, what is it? Ten dollars. Yeah, Ten dollars one day for one day, which is a fair price. So, so um, in, in relating back to a uh, and previous off the air discussion that we won't get too into, but I just want to ask: Do you find that when people have to pay at the door, they're more inclined to spend? Um, I don't know if it makes. Well, no, I don't. It depends on how much. I should say that. Okay. I mean, if it's a free show, they got money to spend. If it's a ten bucks, they still have. They probably showed up at least with a twenty. That's that's my argument. In, in their pocket. Now, if you go above twenty and up, you are cutting into the profits of the uh, people that are set up there. Absolutely. In my IMHO. You weren't and selling I, bootlegs, were you? Oh yeah. No. Oh, I, oh wow! This big red print. Bootleg recordings and other bootleg material are strictly prohibited. <gasps> yeah. Um, no, no. Um, but I did sell, uh, yes. Chaos Punks comics featuring, uh, homage to Tori Amos and The Who. Yeah, you know, on yes, separate co- I'm aware, I'm aware. Um, an artist table <laughs> it was a big can only, this is from their, their website, which I don't find all that difficult to navigate, Scott. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, where did you, did you find out who the guests were? So, guests, guest tabs. Let's look at that. As well as you know, at the Jurassic Park Jeep 12. You yeah. know what I did is... Mystery Machine? What I did, though, is I think I got stuck on their Flash the thing. The TARDIS was there? Oh, there's the guest button. Now let's see what we got. Nice website. Green Goblin, uh, Big Rick. All right, I take it back. Kevin B. from Basket Case. That's what I was looking for. Scott Schiaffo from Clerks? The Chulies Gum Rep? Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. I didn't even know he was there. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's because I didn't. Sharon Ch- Chikati, the nurse zombie from Dawn of the Dead, was there. There you Krut, go. The helicopter zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Mark Tierno, uh, beef treats from Dawn of the Dead. Leonard Lies, machete zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. John Russell. Yeah, that's John Russell. That's the guy we see at the mall shows. Oh, there he is, yeah. Writer and actor. Night of the Living Dead. Dead. Yeah, yeah. How much, how much did you really write there, John? You're still doing this, and Romero's living in France, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> George Cassana, Sheriff McClellan from Night of the Living Dead. Jumping, jeez Louise, did they just do like a recreation That's of the picture saying. while they were there? Yeah. There was a wrestler, Virgil. I don't Virgil. know he's been a wrestler for a while, but... I actually saw him at uh, Walmart the other night. Mm. Is he yeah. local? Does he like live around here now? Yeah, he lives here. He's from Pat- He's always at the uh, Steel City shows. Yeah. As, um, as a attendee. Well, you know what? You know, here's some wrestler history for you. But Ted DiBiase is also from Pittsburgh. Who isn't from and, Pittsburgh? I was watching well, The Last Letterman last night, and I was watching the news, and they were talking about it. And the one guitarist in the CBS Orchestra is from Penn Hills. 
There you go. Yeah, like ninjas be everywhere, son. Um. Oh yeah, but you know Virgil was uh, Ted DiBiase's bodyguard mm-hmm. on wrestling. Oh, I think I. And I think and they I both th- had the Pittsburgh. I think I saw Virgil at New York Comic Con. You probably did. He's ever he's a, he's at all the shows. Now I'm going to say this. I'm he's even to... at Walmart, like I said. Yeah, at Walmart. Yeah. Greeting you. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to go to the guest artist page, and it doesn't seem to want to take me there. Aha. No. So, I'm so there's there's one. I, maybe that's what I was trying to click on. I don't know what I was. I think I was I trying to click on their like it's on their animated graphic on the first page, and it wasn't yeah, doing it just anything. Seems locked on this guest page. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's. No. Let me try my back key. So I want to talk to you about the uh, artist wow, table starting at forty nine dollars. Yeah. An artist table can an artist table can only sell merchandise that they solely created and or have the exclusive intellectual property or copyrights to the merchandise. Sounds fair. How does that equate to prints? Did you uh, have Batman prints out? Oh, well, yes I did. Are, are you the uh, intellectual property owner of Batman? Of the print? Why yes I am. But is that is that how we're parsing the words here? <laughs> yeah. Comic book pit legal expert Scott Headland. Absolutely. I mean, obviously they didn't. Their Everybody's little sci-fi Valley no, Con Gestapo didn't, you know. No, because they kick over your table and. Well, I mean, they. Comics. Yeah, they probably have to make some kind of disclaimer about that, and I, I think it probably, know, and, and everybody can sell. They don't want me selling comics at my table. Like I can't roll up with my short boxes of stuff I don't want anymore. That's what they're trying to say is they they don't want you to be selling a bunch of riffraff. They want you to sell your stuff. Otherwise, they'd charge you a dealer. Price. I hate to break a DS having the Valley Con, but I kind of create riffraff. I'm all about the riffraff. Well, it's your own riffraff. Okay, what's a promotional table? So would would you say it's worth the forty nine dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, because I made way more than that. Well, look at you. <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> All right. I'm no, it was crazy. It, like I say, not everybody. Wow, that site just is totally frozen now for me. Yeah. Trying yeah. to get to the artist page. It's like, it's yeah, it's still. I I closed it and reopened it, and it's still bombed. So. I, okay, so a promotional table can only be used for promotional purpose only. Type right, of. like a... Merchandise a should not should not be sold at a promotional table. Don't say it could not be. This should not be. It's like I suggest, like, you know, you really shouldn't, but right. we're not going to say much. Uh, these are primary use for, again, another typo, for advertising your business, products, or services. Mm-hmm. In addition to generating leads and client registration, that, that's not where a period should be, they should feature items such as Informative displays, brochures, flyers, business cards, free giveaways, pen stickers, etc. Sign-up forms, donation buckets, etc. Oh, donation buckets. All right. So just like, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and here, take this in return. For your donation of $5 American, you may have this comic book. And promotional <laughs> tables are used for clubs, websites, bloggers, charities, businesses selling service products, not sort of the show, etc. Podcasts. I added that at the end. Podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I don't have it, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a dealer table. Now, how big are these tables? What was uh, they were eight feet by two and a half feet. Gadzooks. And, uh, I mean, that's plenty of room. I actually had, I even had a backdrop up uh, featuring, you know, my comic book covers. Pyrotechnics. Which uh, were very, oh, yeah. Which Sky were very belly fireworks going off at his table. Yeah, yeah. You have to, man. Yeah. And you gotta bring them in. Western Pennsylvania. The name of the game is the hustle. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. I know what's going on. Someone turned into Alec Baldwin from Glengarry Glen Ross up in here all of a sudden. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, coffee's for closers. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> now, so anyway, to wrap, to wrap that though, it was, it was a very successful show. I will definitely go back. Um, I'm debating. You know. Can I buy that table now? What happens if I click this? Yeah, thing? you can actually. Yeah, the tables are for sale already. Seems um, seems reasonable. I shall uh, mull it over, because um, I know you don't listen to the Figure It Out podcast, but I'll just I'll give you the uh, Reader's Digest version of it. Was debating the merits of these type of shows. Um, yeah. The other week, with uh, occasional co-host well, Sean Atkins and uh, friend of the other show Brian Mitchell. 
of the yeah. uh, sewer media fame. And uh, Brian's take was more or less for networking purposes. Like, don't go there trying to think you're going to sell stuff. Go there and just try and network and meet other artists and like-minded people. And, you know, that's what they're worth for. Um, but if you go there with the mindset of uh, earning dollar bills, you will often be disappointed. But you, you sound uh, well, like you're the exception to this. Well, that's because uh, for the last year and a half, that's all I've been doing is trying to figure out how to make myself you know like how to how to profit mm. so you like, should like probably come on the next episode since you already dropped the title uh and uh you can be like the companion episode to that <laughs> but i mean it's but it is it's, it's just like observing what works for you you know and, and then doing it charge keys now I, you've been telling me that you've seen prints have kind of been on the down decline so was there lots of like charge keys was no, there like, you know what's there were tons of prints there. That's what's so funny to me so, is that I still sold a lot, uh, despite there was some big. So you know, like, like there were guys that were that had double tables with giant, you know. So what the answer is? Go to uh, backwater small towns that haven't caught up yet and mine them for all they're worth. Just like the fracking industry. I mean, if you want to sound, you know, kind of sarcastic about it but yeah that's exactly now, what now i wasn't being sarcastic sometimes <laughs> the truth is just blunt as, well, look, as the resident alec baldwin from glengarry glen ross i thought you would know this guy i well i do know that but the the audience may not but um they're savvy <laughs> uh jared's nature is to be sarcastic is so, it is it Maybe so, but the idea is, no, so, I, I mean, the, the fine um, folks of Altoona, and I don't mean to be uh, dismissive of them, it's, it was kind of this, an accidental thing. No, um, you know what it is? It's like, here's what happens. It's not that they're, you know, bad. They're hungry for this stuff. Yes. Here, here in the... They are still the, wide-eyed. They're, they're, uh, they're a little more jaded and uh, in, uh, particular. Well, yeah, but people up in, here, I mean, they have Altoona. three... They have three Steel City shows to go to. They're going to have a Wizard show to go to. Yeah. They have three. There's three anime cons that come through here. There's you a, know, and and a furry show. Yeah, so I mean, coming up. there's plenty that to make people just get that kind of glassy look, and they don't want to buy things. And there's two dozen um, so, stores. Yeah, exactly. So then you go to an area that's like, and these people were a lot of them were people that. Like, don't normally buy this stuff, but they were just, you know, they're like, ooh, you know, shiny, you know. And they're like, hey, all right, you know, I'm, you know, it's like the, uh, you know, the times of old, you know, where the guys got, you know, on their in their little horse and wagon and sold stuff town to town, you know, because they're like, step right up, folks, and buy a comic book, you know. 24 pages of action that you've never seen, you know. And, it's like Paul McCartney in that Michael Jackson video. <laughs> It'll only cost you a hundred nickels. A hundred nickels. Yeah. I need a calculator, also. I don't know. I'm just throwing that. Yeah. I think, what is, that is that five dollars? I, I don't know. know. I don't. Know. I brought up the notepad and said the calculator. Maybe it's. Yeah. Anyway. Math. That's what we're doing. Five dollars. Yeah. Dan's just gonna delete this episode. He's gonna. No he's episode gonna this week. The, They're talking about the still by the Valley Con. They're doing math. It's called Comic Book Pit. Alright. Yeah, so, let's talk about it. Let's satisfy the boss. <laughs> um, I was off the last time you did an episode because I was at a yeah. pirate game. Oh. Is that where I was at? I, you know, I did yeah, listen, but I kind of have listened. You were. Yeah. And uh, so I was at a pirate game. And I, I think you talked about the first episode Secret issue Wars? of Secret Wars. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, get ready, Scott Headland. You, you have gotta, questions. Oh, I, I have some. I, I have a bomb to drop on you. Am I, am I, I hope you're like, sitting down. I hope you're sitting I, down. Am I the Oracle tonight? What am I? What am I? Listen to this. Because not yeah. only am I, am I buying Secret Wars. Okay. You're going to think that it's Secret Invasion all over again. I've been uh, swapped out with a scroll. Because not only am I buying Secret Wars, me who has no time for these events anymore, right. I've been paying extra for the variant covers. <gasps> the Scotty Young covers? Well, there was no Scotty Young on number two, was there? It was something else. No. It was, the yeah, Thor's cover on, looked dumb. I didn't want it. He was on Ultimate End. 
this yeah, time. Yeah, I did not buy that. Yeah. I did not buy that. I didn't buy it. Uh, I bought the, it was the Wolverine. Oh, Secret yeah. Secret Wars toy. I'm, that's the nice thing about having all the comics right here. Yeah, so I have the Scotty Young cover to number one. Actually, I got that at a cover price. But I, I spent an extra buck and got the Marvel Superhero Wolverine variant cover. Now, that said, I think the variant covers for number three look kind of dumb, too, so I guess I'll just go with whatever is available. Yeah. Wow, so you are... Look at me. Who are you? Yes. <laughs> um, no, so I actually, you know, I read the first issue because Dan kind of sang its praises, and that kind of captured my interest. And I enjoyed it. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of... And what, what really got me is that, at its heart, it's a Doctor Doom story. I know. That's what's so funny about it. And I was like, I can they, get into this. But now, in issue two, uh, also enjoyable. It did smack a bit of House of M. So it's kind of yeah. like House of Doom, but... Yeah. Whatevs. Whatevs. But I, I sort of enjoyed it. I, the artwork is uh, is very nice. It's Doom World. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's Doom World, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I prefer House the, of Doom. The, the, the Doom Father. Yeah. As they said well, it's a comic book pit, so we'll call it Doom Hass. Hass yeah. of Doom. The House of Doom? Yeah, Hass of Doom. Um, <laughs> and, but I, I do kind of enjoy the uh, ultimate Reed Richards teaming up with Thanos and the cosmic <laughs> badasses. Right. So uh, the, worst killer, the worst killers from the 616 teamed up with Reed Richards from the, yeah. the Ultimates. Who I guess has a backstory that I'm not fully aware of. I, mean, I knew he was turned into a bad guy. I didn't know yeah. he was a thousand years old or whatever. I don't know if you know. Oh, I didn't know about his age. Yeah, well, the ultimate Nick Fury makes a line like he's a thousand-year-old teenager. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it was yeah. hyperbole or just you know I don't. I don't read uh, the yeah. book, so I may have missed something in the last fifteen years. But uh, I, I I do enjoy it. I, I find it intriguing, and uh, it's how many issues? Thirty-seven. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, it's about one hundred and sixty-five no, uh, daily issues at seven dollars a piece. <laughs> it's eight issues. Eight issues. Yeah. And it's like, what, twice a month? It, yeah, it seems like it. So we only have four months of this. To, oh. You know, this <laughs> only. Service. Oh, my. Only. Well, all right. I, so now until football season comes back, we'll be dealing with Secret Wars. All right, let me let me, uh, let me me critique the uh, Secret Wars so far. Um, <laughs> well, you know, like the first issue, I think, should have, as I said before, should have been the final issue of the two Avenger titles. They should have just said that. Okay. And Because it really was still a continuation. And then when everything ended at the end of the issue one, that's where it should have picked up and said, oh my God, you got to buy issue one of the new book, Secret Wars, to find out what happened at the universe. So, I don't know. They, they felt the split was better served. But anyway, issue two um, was then... A big heap and servant of what's going on with this uh, amalgam planet. Oh yeah, amalgam. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I liked it because I did like how um, they were able to cover a lot of ground on that planet with on Battleworld with uh, you know the characters that they used. You know, they had that young Thor or whatever right. picked yeah, up the hammer through the eyes of the Thor core Thor. Yeah, who basically are the police. Yes. And. And so are those supposed to be serves. the Thors of the multiverse? Is that what we're led to believe? Or did... yeah. Now let me understand this. So Doom is omnipotent. And so he went oh, I, I and gave... Well, he, he did something with the Beyonders, and now he's got some sort of omnipotent-esque power, and he created the universe in his own image. Is that That's my that's, read on it. See, that I think that's reading into it. I, I think that he's at their, the Beyonder's mercy. Oh, is he, he? He is but a puppet. I think he's a puppet. I think he. I think he's going to be. I don't know. He, you know, because he's sitting on the throne and say anything, and I think he's scheming. And and I can only imagine the thing that he's truly scheming about is how to kill the Beyonders. Well, that's very doom like. Now, um, yeah. And it's right, and then, you know, there's all those uh, casualties in the first issue that were quickly undone. Right. The <laughs> yeah, they're like, God, don't worry about that. I'm br- I'm bringing back Richard's woman. It's my <laughs> world. 
Right. I'm taking his ladies. Um, including the eight-year-old girl named after me. There's something going on. Like, there's some there's some hints in, in issue two, I think, that we could try to figure out some of this. Um, but, like, when they went to the, the what they call the backside of the planet where they found uh, Ultimate Universe Reed Richard's ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the uh, the bodies? Like, the, the ground is basically made up of bodies. Yes, it looked like I mean, Galactus or something, but it wasn't Galactus. Maybe it could they, be celestials. It could be it celestials. That's what their names. Yeah, it could be, or it could be anything that was left. You know, in um, I I don't know. There's you know, is the entire planet made up of that? Then you know what what what's the matter? I should say. Yeah, what's the matter? Um, literally. Um, and then they you know, they know that they're in a created universe because they know that this ship is older than them. Like they're like, hey, this this thing actually comes from a time before us, before we even existed. So they at least know that much. Um, and then you got Doom playing, you know, scheming, of course. And uh, I feel like he is just sitting there thinking about everything else. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I'm flipping through it now, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jamie was in this. Oh, here's a here's the thing. Here's a thing to complain about, because I feel like complaining. <laughs> All right. Um, no, but did you see the, uh, recently they, you know, Marvel's like, hey, check out Marvel, you know, here's Secret Wars, and they have like a big, they have the image, like, on t-shirts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. that original image of the Marvel superhero Secret Wars. But with and, the uh, non-Marvel cinematic characters. And they removed, yeah, they out. removed the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four and... The X Men from that image. It doesn't surprise me. It's what they do now. It's not. That's what I'm going to say. Is that's not surprising, because the guy that's running the show there obviously hates that they don't have those properties in house anymore. It's no Um, secret. It's no secret. But then, like, but then you we open up this book and there's Mister Sinister, who is clearly a mutant. Yeah. Character like. And he's a featured character in this book, so I'm like, well... Well, they might make more off the t-shirts than they do off this book, so... Yeah, I guess. I mean, but... Like, they're... That's for the casual fans, Scott. That's for the people that watch the movies Oh, don't, you know, don't know how to read. Oh, there's no... There's no room for the casual fan. Not anymore. No, I'm just... Well, well, what was once the casual fan is now the rabid fan of the movies... But then there's the there's us. Yeah. It's called yeah, you know. There's comic book movies and comic books. It's just whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh th- there's just things, yeah, that they're doing like and I still I'm gonna still say this, I've been saying it forever. Beyonders are the powers that be. The ones that make the decisions at Marvel, that's who they equate to in the comic book. Is that's all they are. They represent they represent the guys that are telling the creative teams to do stuff, and they don't want to do it because they so know the, it's dumb. The Beyonders are the Disney executives. They're whoever they whoever is passing down that the edicts and saying this is how it's going to be. Because they're they're like, look, we're going to scrap the entire Marvel universe. We're going to make it in line with, you know, our other properties or whatever they're doing. Who knows how it's going to turn out? Maybe I'm wrong, but well, I don't think you're wrong. But have no. you heard uh, allusions to post, like what the X Men and stuff like that? What's happening to them? Yeah, that they're going to leave the planet. Yes, they're leaving. This is you know the hearsay of the internet, but yeah, they're going to. The X Men are going to go off planet to probably to one of Jupiter's moons, right? Yes, and that's where their books will then take place. Yes, how stupid. Like, and that's, 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 you know, the people coming from the top that are saying, we, we do not want to play nice with, you know, Fox or whoever. Fox. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, I just, and it, you know, it sours me for, uh, you know, yeah. for Marvel. Here's it, my take on it. Um, which is a bummer. I don't really read all those books. Oh, shit. I, I don't read. Hold on. I have... The horrible part about taking a book out of a taped bag and board. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it just happened. Just happened. You snagged it. Snagged it. 
gotta go. Snap, you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go slow. Gotta be careful. Yeah. At this point. I did that while. Peel. Yeah. Yeah. Peel. Oh, it, it's seemed my first rodeo, Scott. <laughs> I know. It happened once. I'm, Super Bowl like number say, two back in I'm 1994. Yeah. Snagged it with the tape, then took a little piece of it. Luckily, it was a white <laughs> cover, so you didn't really notice too much. But yeah, it's it happened once to me uh, 19 years ago, and I learned my lesson then. Um, <laughs> In crisis averted, right there. You heard it live, folks. Woo! Yeah, the tape snagged cool my $6 Secret Wars 2 cover, and yeah. I successfully saved it. Excellent. Yep. Yep. This has been a uh, fine moment in podcasting history. <laughs> when they open up the Podcast Hall of Fame, this will be in should one there of be, you. Should there be comic book pit, you know, survival tips videos on YouTube? You know, I've long wanted to do an episode where we discussed how we stored our comics. It's always been my, if we are completely bereft of uh, topic matter, I'm going <laughs> to talk of like, how do you storm? But we're not bereft of topic matter. I think maybe, you know, a video series, you know, or maybe some kind of shortened video. That's that just, one way like, to drain the well, yeah. as if it started yeah, doing yeah. that stuff. Um, but that would mean we'd have to actually get together. Well, much like draining the lizard, you know, it, no, it always fills up again. Like it fills up again. That's you true. think we're gonna? You think you're gonna be on ideas and boom. Yeah. <laughs> another and then, and then another episode is created. That's a really gross metaphor, Scott. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm gonna start a hashtag. I'm um, I'm offhanded. I don't know. But <sighs> I, <laughs> I miss Dan. Um, <laughs> so I mean, so uh, Secret Wars. I'll keep checking it out. If it starts oh, yeah. getting dumb, I'll drop it. Is it, uh, what's his nuts drawing the whole series? Um, I don't, yeah, I can't, Eastside I can't Ribbit? confirm or deny that. I don't know. Um, because it, it's really nice. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I prefer, yeah, like, I'm the really cartoon like the art. art. And I'm really, go ahead. I, I love the Hickman, you know, story, so. Yeah. I would hope so. I mean, you've been reading the, te- the lead yeah. up to this for the last 17 years. Yeah, exactly. Probably getting the payoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like all the other battle world stuff, I'm I'm staying clear of it. Like I'm not... I, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna get the uh, the Scotty Young one. Oh, okay. Because it's Scotty Young. Oh, he's actually drawing. Yeah, it's like the little Marvel. The, the entire ep- yeah issue. Oh. Yep. 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 And uh, right. I'm on the fence about the Spider-Man one. It looks like a yeah. Spider-Man. And it's written by Dan Slott, but it's kind of like eh. Oh, that's the only one, you know, that's the one that I was interested in because it is the, you know, renew your vows. Yeah, and but I don't know if I care. So maybe I'll get the first yeah. one if it's dumb then. Well, what's that, like, I, you know, the what they might as well just call these amalgam comics again, but because they are, they're just mashing up characters and they're trying, they're like, hey, look how crazy it can be. But at the, you know, at the end of this, there's going to be some kind of resolution of course. And maybe, and obviously not every character is going to come back the same, but eventually they will. And they'll mean in a more, uh, you know, in palatable fashion for the, yeah. uh, in, in, in Marvel's, market. you know, in Marvel's convergence point one, you know, yes. it'll, it'll all go back together. Yeah, they're doing the same, basically, storyline at the same time. Yeah. Normally <laughs> it used to be like one would it'd be a year later. Now they're like, like, nope, Ooh. screw it, we're just going to rip each other off at the same time. Yep. Yeah, but it leaves room for uh, all the indie guys to jump up, right? So does it? I don't know. If they go to Artuna, well, yeah, there's room and they, there. And they, they find out about Chaos Punks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that title that's impossible to pronounce. <laughs> um, At any rate, um, so speaking of mass media, there, there's something. Let's get to the good stuff because you have to go. Uh, do something. Yes. And I won't mention. I must go is. feed my my collecting addiction. Yeah. 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 Yes. And whatever. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, weirdest sentence I ever read. Uh, <laughs> the Flash ended this week. Finally, yes. the uh, 618 episode first season of The Flash finally came to a conclusion. Yes. The first season. It's been. The I remember when The Flash episodes. premiered in 2006. I was like, this is really good. And here we are nine years later, their first season finally ended. It, does, it mean, does it seem like the season went on for a very long time? Uh, I don't think so. I I'm not was... complaining. I, I, I kind of am, but I'm not really. I mean, I enjoyed it all, but it was like, wow, there's a lot I of episodes that, in this season. Yeah, I think I think because a lot of 
there are shows that are still 23. This was a, that was yeah. a 23 episode. I guess we're used to, you know, shows that do like 10 episodes in a row. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Norm. So when a show actually does 23, yeah. it, it seems odd. And there's a chance that it can get long in the tooth, like Gotham. But um, I made it like the first episode, <laughs> and I bailed on that. Yeah, and no, yeah, you, I read the TV. You did the right thing. Yeah, I made the, the right. right I did make the right calls. Remember, I was like, I'll you try did. them both because we go back to like comic book pit like number twelve when we first yeah. started talking about the Flash. Yeah, I and uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, it looks fun. I'll give it a try. And it and it was, you know, I've said it, you know, week after week. The after. storytelling was clunky, you know, and the Flash. And it, no, 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 Gotham. Gotham. I was like, no, I, didn't, I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, the first five out. minutes, I'm like, this is dumb. Like, I, immediately I could tell this is not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, As I said before, I, didn't I thought either, I was getting, but like, I gave it a wire chance with Batman anyway. as a backdrop, and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I gave it a chance anyway. But The Flash never pretended to be anything that it wasn't. Right. It ended up being what it was and so much more. It was truly a, an, a comic book adaptation. Yeah, you know, like it really, it really was true to comic books in the way that it was executed and everything. What they did is they somehow assembled a cast with the type of chemistry that would make Mister Wizard cry. Yeah, because they are so good together. Yeah, so good. It's probably one of the best ensemble casts I can think of. Yeah, in in some time, Um, yeah, not too long, but neither here nor there. So the first (laughs) season ended this week. Um, I'm not afraid to admit, I got a little weepy. Now, the, granted, there was some yeah. uh, notes that it hit that hit a little close to home. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, there were some touching moments in there. Yeah. I, uh, the feels, as the kids the feels. are prone That's to say right. these days. The feels. They're right. Uh, That's right. Were felt. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much more we can talk about it. It's goodness, but I loved it. But I have questions. And okay. folks at home, spoiler alert. If, this is time. If this somebody, is now the yeah. time for the Q and A. Scrub Jared on the line. Yeah. yeah. So, um, go ahead, Jared. With your first you question. want to check out? See ya. Um, all right. <laughs> Flash spoilers. So, Eddie Thon kills himself to thwart yeah. his great 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 grandson Eobard Thon. Yes. And therefore, but now there's a paradox created. So if Eobard Thon is never born, it never becomes the reverse Flash. In theory, he never goes back in time to attempt to kill young Barry and ends up killing Barry's mother. Right. But, if that indeed happened, if indeed that when the Flash became a hero, he gained an arch nemesis called the reverse Flash who got the idea to go back in time and kill Barry as a kid and ended up killing his mother, that means... Barry did somehow grew up with a mother and still somehow became the Flash. Yeah, well, that's because that doctor in even in Eobard's time, that doctor still created. Uh, that's my next point. Yeah. So if Eobard Thawne never came back in time to kill Barry and end up killing Barry's mom, and never got stranded here, and never had to kill the real Harrison Wells and take him over, then the real Harrison Wells must still be out there. No, he's dead. Who killed him? He, he, How did he die? Uh, he sucked the life force out of him. But if the reverse Flash never existed in the first place to suck the life out of him... Then he would have created that weapon. He would have created it no matter what because he aborted... Right, and that was what they said from, in that episode. Yeah, he, yeah. But he like, jumped the timeline a couple years or something like that. Or, yeah. Or did he? I don't remember. But yeah, eventually Harrison Wells did... The actual Harrison Wells did create the... Uh, Star Labs and the accident happened. Like that all happened, and then Reverse Flash just sort of made sure it happened. Right. So I think my was... question again is, if Reverse Flash was halted before he could even be born, and all these events that he put into play, which kind of occurred without him having to put him in the play, then I, I just lost. It. It's, it's a straight up Back to the <laughs> Future. Like, like, I need like the, the ch- Dark like... Bounce chalkboard. It, it, you're like, and my Here's eyes crossed. Is, um, the way I see it, Tom Cavanaugh can be back in season two as a good guy. Oh. With the team. Hmm? What? How could he not be? He, if 
Eobard Thawne never existed to come back in time and kill Harrison Wells and take him over. Oh, I see. And fulfill his destiny that he would have done anyways. Then, in theory, Harrison Wells is still out, is now alive again. And also, shouldn't Barry's mom be alive again? So now here's what yeah. I'm wondering: Is season two going to be like an alternate reality, and Cisco is going to be like the the uh, traveler of the multiverse? But, see, it's it is Back to the Future rules in in almost every way, and like even though some of this is going to be fuzzy, um, but like we we know like when Barry went back one day in that one episode, he. He changed the future. Like, he changed because he went back and he relived the day. He caught that guy before the guy created the storm. And then, you know, of course, then what's-her-name didn't didn't know his feelings or whatever. She didn't realize her own mm-hmm. feelings. You know, everything changed that day. So what they did is they created a, a parallel universe in a way, or, you know, an alternate timeline. An alternate back, timeline. Yeah, when uh, Reverse Flash went back in time and killed Barry's mom. Created an alternate timeline. Yep. That we've been watching. So, do the timelines now collapse on one another? Well, Have that's... They converged? And right, which is because that is what the theory is of Back to the Future, is that the, that the time, eventually the time stream comes back to the same place. Even though it can get fractured and split, it will still flow back together. And that's, that's what because in Back to the Future, this is really nerdy stuff here, people. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this back when there was still no computers and there was paper. Um, but Paper still exists. You remember it then. Yeah, pulp. I remember Back to the Future, yes. But anyway, basically what happened is, what they were suggesting is, if you remember, like, um, you know, Marty, Marty changed the future. He came back to the present, and he was like, oh, my God, my family's cool. Changed you know, everything's cool again. Changed the past. Yeah. He gave his father confidence. Yeah, he changed. He, he, they basically became cool. So there's a timeline where he's not cool. There's the timeline where he is cool. But in the very far future, they all went, they all merged back together. Like they, you know, that's why Marty lost his job. You know, like he still had his pride and like his, his kids were jacked up. Like there was things that were happening because Time had resolved itself somewhere, uh, you know, 20 years after, or 30 years after. And that was, that's what the theory is. So my, my suggestion is that the Flash is doing the same thing because here's the big, the big, the real big problem with the Flash was when Eobard disappears from the timeline, he shouldn't have because he was born in an alternate timeline. You got me? Like in the first timeline. Are you there? I'm here. My, okay. That's the sound of my mind breaking. Okay. So, so the, you know, Reverse Flash was basically born and raised in the first timeline. He went back and changed it. Everything that we've watched on the show is the second timeline. So then when, you know, when Eddie kills himself, he shouldn't, you know, theoretically, that should not have destroyed Reverse Flash. Unless we're working with uh, linear time. Yeah. In which case, when we come back in the fall... But it... Yeah, but it basically what it is, is is time... Time... That proves that time tries to heal itself. So then, even... So now the events have happened in the past. You know, his... Barry's mother's dead. You know, Reverse Flash still is going to be created in the future at some point. Barry's still going to have to fight him in the future, um, even though he ceases. But then he ceases to exist in the present. So, like, it's it's because time is healing itself. That's my answer. It's a cop like, it's, out. It's merging. It's like it's a well thought out answer. It's like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, islands in the stream. That is what we are. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I blew everybody's now minds. Everybody just shut too. this off. No, <laughs> if, they, if they hadn't already, if, if, if they've they been sticking already. with us this long, I don't think that if that was their breaking point. Then they have. They're like, he's, I can he's, say whatever I want about him because they left. Um, name, and, name dropping Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I like, like what did Altoona do to him? 
Um, no, but, but it is like. In Altoona, that's a uh, that's a modern hit. <laughs> the time relevant. But I mean, the time stream is like that. If you you know if you if you look at it as like water and you put a for a, a block in it, mm-hmm. it's going to flow around that block, and there will be essentially two streams. But then they'll be, they'll start to merge back. That's that's my thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the Bee Gees did this song too. Yeah. The Bee Gees. Yeah. There you go. All right. We are relevant for the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> we we could go back in time and have a hip podcast. Oh yeah. We would just we would just oh, have we would, to. We would blow their minds in the seventies with a podcast. Yeah. We would have to impersonate DJs until until podcasting is created. Yeah. In fact, we could impersonate Nick Marino because, you know, he was one of the original podcasters. So we could actually, if we could take over his mind. Maybe we could use like a little uh, uh, quarter-inch jack doohickey and just like suck his <laughs> life essence out. Exactly. Come him and bury him <laughs> off in the side of the road. Yeah. Until like his great-great-grandfather... Uh, Abraham Marino kills himself, and then I disappear. We right. disappear. What about the bad guy? You're the bad This is your theory. You disappear. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're so the bad I, guy. So then I cease, I, I cease yeah. to exist. You're the fake. You're the one that's been telling us all your Nick Marino this whole time. We trusted you. <laughs> yeah. Dickie Walters. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just figured that out. I think we should end on a Dickie throwback, Scott. <laughs> you have to uh, go do some back alley. De- wheeling and dealing. Um, so anyway, that's my whole explanation. I mean, it is time travel. Obviously, there's different ways to look at it. Yeah, that's what was just boggling my mind. It was just like, hold a tick. And then, um, you guys talked about Legends of Tomorrow, yes? Yeah. Um, but you know what was cool is, like, we we actually sat and watched the trailer after finishing The Flash. Because Crystal hadn't seen it, and I was like, look. I thought about you and Dan. Like really? <laughs> yeah, we watched together. Over Skype. We hold hands. Um, <laughs> via Skype. <laughs> yeah, via Skype. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, one of the fun, one of the little Easter eggs from the final episode of The Flash was that Hawk Girl was in the final episode. Yeah, she's you know, supposed to be the lady in traffic or something like that. Yeah, she's like the shocked. Oh my God, stuff's yeah. going down. And there was an allusion to Killer Frost when Barry was running through the time stream. Yeah. So I was like, who's that? And I was like, oh. It's... <laughs> Which is kind of ironic that the wife of Firestorm becomes an ice-based. Yeah. Go figure. That's true. Well, hey, how about, how about, uh, Vibe? I mean, uh. Yeah. What an, un- yeah. What an unfortunate name. <laughs> no, but that, that was a hint. Basically, he is, he's able to sense, uh, alternate realities, I yeah. guess. So, and, uh, I guess Jay Garrick's cool. out there somewhere? Oh yeah, oh yeah. When they threw the helmet, yeah, uh, the helmet came. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was funny. He's like, I guess my it's my cue to go. Yeah. <laughs> there was uh, a lot of good I stuff. I love it. In there. I love it. It'll be back. A lot of good stuff. Uh, by the time Secret Wars is over, it'll be back. Oh good. And uh, oh thank God. Legends of Tomorrow looks really good though. It does. I, I am determined to get myself into Arrow. You know, I I enjoy the Arrow characters when they appear on Flash, but yeah. I struggle. To sit through an episode of Arrow. Oh, see, I'm. I think I'm the opposite. I, I, I think they're too. You struggle to sit through the Flash. No, I think they're, they're harder to get. The characters aren't. Don't oh. seem like themselves on the Flash. Maybe that's like, why I find them so enjoyable. Yeah, I don't find their characterization to be as accurate. Yeah, on the Flash. Mm. Yeah, they're um, better. But, but what else can, you know, like, there's only so much they can do, and I, especially in that, you know, where they've had Arrow on recently, you know, there's not much you're going to do there character-wise. You know, he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't wear green anymore. At well, least actually, it's funny, um, that seems to be the uh, the scuttlebutt going around town is uh, Arrow might be uh, becoming more colorful. And I I think, I think they, they are going to change it. Maybe not the name of the show, but I do think he is. Maybe the name of the show because based on what I saw, I, oh, yeah. I could see it becoming called Green Arrow. And I say that because I was watching the CW. Maybe not last well, week or the week before, and there was like some promo. It was like some CW promo, it was like uh, like a contest of some sort. Yeah. And they called it 
Green Arrow. Well, as a matter of fact, to support to support your theory, um, if the theory you look of commercial at commercial eyewitness, yes, if you of him being called Green Arrow, yes, yes, yes. but they, if, I swear because it, it caught me off guard because they saw it like Green Arrow, and like you know the announcer, I was like, whoa, like I don't think this commercial was supposed to be out yet. I think I think it may have jumped the gun a little bit here. If, if you uh, if you go you know find the screen cap of the the newspaper from the future that they've shown in the Flash, Flash gone missing. Yeah. And you actually read the article underneath it. They mention they they call him Green Arrow. Do they really? Yep. So I, can, I if this com- promo is to be believed, the show will become Green Arrow. They actually, right. change the name of it. So I wonder if it'll be like two classifications now when you go to Netflix or your local home video store. Oh yeah, perhaps. Like, well, this, this Green Arrow show starts at season yeah. four. Like, what hey, the hell my, is this? And my DVR doesn't record anymore. What yeah, the heck? Yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, the comic book store and their POS system <laughs> when a uh, like a new volume or a title changes, it drops <laughs> it. Like the Goon. There yeah. is no Goons. It's just a every time a new Goon series comes out, I have to. They have, I have to hunt down the first episode because they ordered three of them and I didn't get there in time. And then they have to, once I find it, then I have to make them add it into the, my pool list. It's a hard knock place. It is. It, it's rough. <laughs> I so I, I, I wanted to, uh, I, this, this maybe should be maybe when Dan's on more. I don't know. Do you walk, do you read The Walking Dead? No. No. Uh, We've what? got an hour. No, I. Hours. All right. Well, here's the thing. Wait, what are you saying? Hours up. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't. This isn't like a marathon show. Oh, okay. We somehow yeah, we, keep we somehow going. covered an hour between uh, Sci-Fi and the Valley Con, um, Secret Wars, and the Flash. We we've covered <laughs> an hour. All right, I'll save the Walking Dead talk for uh, for when Dan's here. It because I think, way, cause I'm just I think we, uh-huh. yeah, because I think I'd just be the one talking. I think, but the new issue is, is, uh, I will just say this. The new issue, which is issue 141, uh, was one of the better episodes of the Walking Dead comic book series. I'll just say that. That's a nice little teaser. And, uh, when we come back, this has been, uh, episode 203. And, um, I've been I've been sitting on this review. Uh, maybe next time we'll get to it. Um, the aforementioned friend of the show, uh, Mr. Nick Marino, who yes. you who you so uh, ruefully have been masquerading as this whole time. <laughs> reverse Nick. Reverse Nick. Yeah, you're reverse Nick. <laughs> we trusted you. Um, I, but look, look at all the all the help I've given you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But, um, so I don't know which one of you wrote Holy Fuck, but I have the trade, and I plan on, I I said I would discuss it once it was completed, and I could read it as a whole. And I have, and we shall discuss. Okay. So, uh, there we go. Come back next time. Uh, (laughs) These are the hints. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing, like, foreshadowing now. Foreshadowing. It's like the post-credit like uh, teaser. Next time on Comic Book Pit. Yeah, hey, I got I got one more. I'm gonna tell. I'm I'm gonna name drop. Do it. But yeah, from because we talked about Free Comic Day and we were like, hey, we're gonna talk about one of these free comics when we actually read them. Yeah, that, but that happened. You, you did it. You, yeah, Fight Club. Oh. Um, Fight Club. Read it, people. It's good. If you like the you movie. You have it. Yeah. There's a goon story on the flip side. Goon, Goon's the middle story, and then the strain is actually a backstory. Is it new Goon? I have no idea because I don't follow Goon at all. You still have it? Yeah. You, you have it right in front of me. You got plans for it? I could, I could maybe let you borrow it. <laughs> let me see if it's new or not, and then we can we can haggle further. <laughs> There's bartering chips. I have chips on the table. That's true. You have chips on the table. We could we could work something out. I'll just send like little pieces to you each day. <laughs> anyway, they don't know. They, we really lost them now. All right. They're like these assholes. Just stop it. Talk about something we know. Stop talking about your own private shit already. Damn it. I'm still listening. It's been an hour. 
Just cue the music already, Dan. Oh, my God. Congratulations, you survived the show. Yeah. Yeah. You win. Yeah, you win. Your your uh, prize is uh, come back next time for episode two and three, because <laughs> this has been number two hundred and two of the Comic Ooh. Pit podcast. No, it was no two hundred three. Two hundred three. No, no, we come went back. back. We went back in time and we just erased the first you, one. You you have already awarded two hundred three to Paradox. those people that, that listen. So there you go. Yeah, you won uh, by losing the last hour of your life. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and proud we are. All, all. <laughs> now this has been two hundred and three. I'm Jared. I'm the Duke. We all miss Dan. And may God have mercy.